0: Hi, everyone, and welcome to The Seed Podcast, part of our teaching ministry here at the Central Church in Fayette, Alabama. The Seed exists for one reason only, and that is to lift up the Word of God in order that Jesus Christ might be known and worshiped as King. We invite you to join us now as we dive in to today's message. If you would, you could be turning in your Bibles to Matthew chapter 4, verses 18 through 20 and that's where we'll get started. Uh, first thing I'd like to say is the old saying goes, the third time's a charm. This is my second trip. So uh, this is my second time behind here. So I don't know how good this will be, but uh, we're gonna make a run at it. Uh, another thing that I wanna mention as we get started is uh, this past Wednesday night, um, we had, Mark Brown was a speaker. Uh, he had a very awesome lesson and I took a lot of things away from it. But the first thing that, kind of ties to my lesson today is he, he made a comment. He's Obviously, in the world we live in today, the devil's everywhere. And the devil wants us in hell. Uh, but if we have Jesus, as Mark said, we've got that part handled. We've got the, the key to heaven. But then Jesus wants us to get everybody else and to keep everybody else from going where the devil wants us to go. Uh, how do we do that? Um, I think that's how we're going to go today. And that's where our, our, um, our lesson is going to come from. In Matthew 4, chapter 18, uh, we start here with um, Jesus had just uh, had been tempted by the devil throughout the wilderness. Uh, he finally ran him off and told him to get out of here and uh, was successful with that. He found out that John had been put in prison and he moved to Galilee. And uh, this is when his ministry began, was uh, right around this time. And so the title of uh, in my Bible says, The Four Fishermen Were Called as Disciples. Chapter 18 says, As Jesus, walking by the Sea of Galilee, saw two brothers, Simon called Peter and Andrew, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. Then he said to, him, said to them, Follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. They immediately left their nets and followed him. Let's pray. Father God, I come to you today. I'm asking you to help me to give this message today in a way that's understanding to those that hear it. Lord thank you for this opportunity. I appreciate the uh, the gift that you've given me to hopefully be able to um, to lay this out in a way that uh, those that leave this place today will be able to fish for souls um, in a way that uh, will be, bring more people to you again give me the strength and the the uh, the knowledge to do this in a way that's understanding thank you for everything and thank you for jesus it's in his name we pray so the first time i, I uh, Got behind the pulpit there's a couple things that i have to re- bring up again number one this is my security blanket if i leave this it's over we're going to shut it down we'll say a prayer and we'll move on uh because my mind can't keep up with everything that i need to keep up with number two i like to tell a story before i get into my story the last time i spoke it was a fake one uh, this story is uh, is real um, as you can see, the title of our lesson today is Fishing Simply, not simply fishing, but Fishing Simply. Um, I, I just asked my mother, who's here today, I, I said, when did we move into our house? And she said it was sometime around September of 1986. I was nearly four years old at that time. The house that they built on my gran- or near my grandparents, uh, behind that house had a fish pond on it. I was blessed to be able to fish anytime I wanted to. Um, as you'll see in the next slide, if this works, that's not me and Bo uh, or Mac. That is uh, my dad and me. Um, and you can see there's some fish on a stringer out right there. I was, I was fortunate enough to have a fish pond I could fish at behind my house anytime I wanted to. And the outfit that they set me up to fish in that pond was this. I had a... Uh, As a lot of people start out fishing, I had a Zebco 33 Classic, which Bo calls now button rod, a button reel. And then I had a ugly stick rod that was probably five and a half to six feet long. Nowadays, you can buy them up a casting rod that's eight plus feet, but the one I had was probably five and a half, six feet long. Uh, The reason I'm sure that I had this is because, number one, the the Zebco was easily uh, casted without tanglement. And for a four- or five-year-old kid, that's a plus. And number two, the Ugly Stick, I don't know how many of y'all are familiar with that, but one of their market employees was, uh, there was a, vid, uh, a commercial that would come on the Nashville Network during fishing Saturdays. They would have fishing shows. And on that, it was a man and his wife, and the man fished all the time, and the wife was going, determined to keep him from going fishing. But he had an ugly stick rod and the way she was going to keep him from fishing was she was going to break his rod and it was almost indestructible. They tried to break, put it in the, in the uh, slam it in the door, it didn't break. Bend it up, put it in the washing machine, wouldn't break. Um, for a young boy that could break anything, that was probably the, the correct choice by my parents to, to give me that. Uh, but the next thing and probably the most important uh, item on that rod was the bait. The bait I used again we're talking 36 some odd years ago I don't know for sure but I'm pretty confident was a two-alt eagle claw worm hook not all just an offset shank not a big wide gap and some of you guys will not understand the lingo I'm saying but some of you will and the other one was a uh, I probably had a one-eighth to 3 16 bullet weight on the front of it and threaded on that hook never forget this, a black worm with a fire tail. It was my go-to. I I used it. That's what I used. Those fish right there, if I caught them, they were caught on a black with a fire tail uh, worm. Black with a fire tail. That was it. 100%. So that's how I got my start fishing uh, in the pond behind our house. As I grew up, uh, you got an opportunity to watch TV and then this this terrible thing would start coming in the mail, and it was called the Bass Pro Shop Catalog. And the Bass Pro Shop Catalog had more than worms in it. It had baits of all different kinds. It had spinner baits, buzz baits, crank baits, jerk baits, just any kind of bait you could think of was in that Bass Pro Shop's book. Well, being the young boy that I was and had mastered the technique of the worm, I was gonna go to a bigger and better bait some of those baits had hooks that were not protected by the worm like the uh, the texas rig worm that i mentioned earlier so uh, at any given point after i was probably nine ten eleven years old and even some before then you could go down to the pond behind our house and think why is it christmas time with baits hanging in the trees all through here where i'd hung and lost them up but anyway i had to have those things i had to have the new and the best and the, the most um uh the most modern type bait to catch a fish, I thought. Uh, about the time I was 12, my grandparents purchased a place on the Tom Bigby River and I was, uh, spent many days there fishing in the Tom Bigby River with my granddaddy and my, um, it'd be my cousins or maybe it was just me and him. But we would take time and we'd go out on the river. Of course, I had the 50 pound tackle box and about six or eight rods. Mind you, I have two hands. But I would have six or eight rods because I was prepared for anything that was thrown at me. And at times, we were fishing three to a boat. The boat was 16 feet long. That's roughly the, probably the length of the front of the, um, uh, the stage here. And there was two teenagers and a 60-ish-year-old man, my granddaddy and papa, in the front of the boat. The Bravest human had to be in the history of the world sitting in a boat with a boy that had treble hooks within feet behind his head now clearly i didn't hit him in the head or i would have remembered that that would have been a core memory in my life because i don't remember hitting him and hanging him with a hook but i did we did fish like that a lot but papa and i didn't notice this at the time but looking back um papa sat in the front seat and here he had a button rod with a long, po- longer pole than an ugly stick. And he had a Texas rig worm. It was red bug. It was red bug or red shad guaranteed. I, things like that I don't forget. And we would go down the river bank because at that time I didn't realize that fish lived anywhere else but right off the bank of the of the, the river. And we would cast up to the river and I would cast my treble hooks into the trees and, didn't ca- and caught the trees a lot, didn't catch many fish up there but um, but here Papa was throwing out into the river with just a worm. And we'd be going along through the day, and, and you'd hear him say, there he is. That's just that calm. And the next thing you he heard was, and that click was him. He would disengage his rod, and he would let the worm start moving, and then he'd set the hook, and we'd catch a fish. Now, that resulted in a lot of hook sets that were down into the fish's throat, but that re- our intent was to catch fish it wasn't to catch fish and throw fish back our intent was to catch fish fillet fish and have fish for supper that night that was our intent when we went fishing with papa so losing a worm hook or a worm not as big of a deal because we were going to eat the fish that we caught um, like i say he's using a worm and he's using and i'm eventually i end up throwing a worm cuz i wanted to catch a fish Thinking back in this story, little Daniel right here threw a worm when he was four. Now he's 14, and he's throwing a worm because he wanted to catch a fish. As I got older, I continued to, to try to master the techniques of all those hundreds of dollars of baits in my tackle box. But every time I went fishing, I always had a rod that had a worm on it because when the day got tough, and it was difficult for me to catch fish, I would go back to what I was the most confident in, which was a Texas rigged worm. Now, it wasn't always the same color, and it wasn't always black with a fire tail, but it was a a Texas rigged worm. And it didn't always catch fish, but it was what I was confident in casting. Okay, So it made me be able to get through my time fishing, whatever, wherever I was and whenever I was. And as I was an adult, I never lost the knowledge I had as a child of what it took to catch fish. And it didn't always catch the biggest fish. Now it did in this next slide, I think. Yeah, that's the biggest fish I've ever caught. I caught it in that same pond that I grew up learning how to fish on, if y'all can guess, a Texas rig worm in the pond. So... I say that to say some of this, and we're going to get, there's going to get a little bit more biblical in this, but this was just to kick it off. Um, I was taught how to fish with a worm. I learned more about how to fish with other baits, but I never lost that core memory of what, how I was taught to do something. And now that I have children of my own, I started them off with a worm. And we've got Mac, this was earlier this summer, Mac caught a fish on a worm and Bo caught a fish. He's caught several fish, they've all caught several fish this summer on a worm at the same pond I learned how to fish in when I was their age. So what does this mean and how does this have anything to do with anything but a big fishing story that I'm bragging about? And that's, that's not my intent of the lesson today. You know, in, in class this morning, for those of y'all that were in there, we talked about the greatest commandment, and that's love. And Jesus wants us to love um, God and to love our neighbor. And the last time I was up here speaking to you all, I, and I'll probably do this every time because I think it's this important, is uh, in Matthew 28 where uh, the Great Commission was stated, he, God wants everybody in heaven. He wants all of us there. He wants people that aren't in here. In heaven and he's called us that are going to heaven to load the bus up and bring more people to heaven all right we're, I was studying some this weekend or this this past week finishing everything up and I um, another thing I mentioned in, in class this morning is me studying or preparing to do this what a blessing it was been to me to learn more about the Word of God by studying and staying in it. A lot of times I get I get the world ahead of the word. And I think we all suffer from that from time to time. But taking time to study the Bible was really a blessing to me. And studying not just the Bible but some commentaries with the Bible has really helped me understand it more. But think about this. The church is the only institution in the world that's really for people that aren't in it right now. We're here to worship God, but God wants the people that aren't in it and hear more too. You now He wants more of us. He always wants, he, His desire is to have a relationship with everyone. Everyone. Not just us that are under the roof here. That kind of reminds me of like a boat's live well or like the stringer of fish started empty before we went fishing. Um, you know, whether we go fishing for bass, or whether we go fishing for people, we've got to have a place for them to land. And that's the church. That doesn't necessarily mean this building here. We're the church when we leave the building, okay? We're still the church when we walk out of the doors today. And we need a place for people that we fish for to land. Whether that's in our car, at the dinner table, in the pews here, we need a place for them to land. You know, Matthew 4, Jesus uses the metaphor of becoming fishers of men. Uh, And that's very similar to being fishers for fish. Uh, In doing fishing for fish or fishing for men, it requires some thought and some planning uh, to make the most of our opportunities. You know, but my my main take-home point goes back to the way I was taught to fish, which was simple. We don't always have to carry that 50-pound tackle box full of fish with 15 rods and reels and baits out the world to be successful in catching fish. We can catch fish or we can catch people with a simple tactic. Whether it be a Texas rigged worm or the symbol song, Jesus loves me, this I know for the Bible tells me so. That's the main point. Jesus loves us. That's all that really matters and all the other is extra that we need to, to study and learn more about, but to cast out there and, and catch a person We've got to show them the love of Jesus, whether it's in our words or in our actions. That's how I was taught about Jesus when I was a young boy. Jesus loves me, this I know, for the Bible tells me so. You all know the song. As I've grown up, I added to my tackle box with the words in this book. Sometimes when this doesn't work, I can revert back to the simple... Jesus loves me, and be just as effective as trying to dive deep into the Bible. Because everybody can't cast a bait-casting rod with a um, crankbait with open hooks first. Some people have to learn to use the button button rod with a worm. So when we have the opportunity to show love, the love of Jesus to others... Don't get bogged down in having to know so much. We can learn that together. Know the rock to which we stand, and that's Jesus. That's our button rod with a worm. Guys, um, this is our Backpack Blessing Sunday. School starts tomorrow for many of y'all. Whether you're going into school for the first day, you're changing from the elementary to the middle school, or the middle school to the high school, or even going to college you're going to have an opportunity to fish. And it's not going to be for bass. Your actions are going to show whether you love Jesus or not. And you may have opportunities to say words to those that don't know Jesus. As I said earlier, the Great Commission says we want everybody. We want a sellout crowd. We want as many people as can get into heaven Don't be overwhelmed. God has prepared us. Has prepared us since we were little. Most of you all have been going to church here since you were a little tiny. Some of y'all we carried in in car seats. And we sang Jesus Loves Me. We've sang it probably, I don't know, a ton of times. But it's the truth, guys. Use your opportunities to fish for people because you don't have to be a grown adult to bring people in. Just like I was a little fella catching fish and a grown man catching fish, you can be a small person, a young child, and still catch fish for the kingdom. We thank you again for joining us this week at Central, and may the Lord Jesus Christ be magnified in your life today.